so, um, <laughs> it's currently 8.40 in the morning, and I realized, fuck, it's Tuesday, or literally, I, actually, to be honest, I realized this probably last night before I went to bed, and I was like, fuck, or no, 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 way earlier than that, actually, maybe, like, in the afternoon, like, as early as the afternoon that I realized, fuck, it's gonna be Tuesday, I haven't made, like, a fucking podcast episode for this podcast for this week, and that just kind of hit me, and I was like, fuck, I usually, like, have my episode, like, set for, like, Monday, just so I have time to edit it, and, like, organize it and everything, but I was like, fuck, if I don't upload this week, how am I going to feel about it, you know, like, I was just, like, genuinely reflecting, reflecting, (laughs) reflecting about it, and I was like, fuck, if I don't post an episode this week, how am I going to fucking feel about that, am I going to fucking cry, because, because, like, I've been posting for months on the right dot for this podcast since I started it, and, you know, I'm not gonna let, like, a fucking wave of depression, like, define if I should post an episode or shouldn't, because, like, ever since, fun fact, ever since I'd let fucking depression or a wave of depression define my fucking actions or define my fucking decisions in a time, it never really fucking turned out that great, in all honesty. I'd end up just in a, like, fucking funk again, or in a funk within a funk, just because, like, I fucking made a decision (laughs) based on the fucking wave of depression that hit me, and, like, fuck, I'm just overthinking it at this point, but, like, (laughs) it's just not something I want to do anymore, at least, like, it's something I've been working on, um, so, basically, yeah, I've been in, like, a wave of depression, like, a super, super bad wave of depression, where I don't know what the fucking time is, I don't know what fucking day it is, unless, like, I realize it in the moment, and then, like, I'm back to, like, feeling, like, I don't know what the fucking time is, it's just, like, that moment where it's, like, seasonal depression hits me so heavily around this time of year, and I don't know why, it's always around, like, fucking Thanksgiving and Christmas time, where it feels like I don't even fucking know what time it is, I don't want to get out of fucking bed, and there's nothing wrong with laying in your bed, to be honest, I know that's seen as something as, like, depressive or, like, a depressive act to be, like, laying in bed and lounging in bed and everything, but to be honest, lounging in bed is the best way self-care can be in its, like, purest form, you know what I mean? Just because, like, laying in bed is, like, soft and it's cozy. And especially when it's cold, man, like, it feels, like, so nice to just lounge around in bed, watch your favorite show and everything. Um, on the other hand, (laughs) I've been watching this show this entire week called, like, One Tree Hill. I've been re-watching it, actually, for the reason that I was like, you know what, I want to get back into, like, this, like, soap opera or something that I haven't seen in a while that... I could actually, like, resonate with and emotionally, like, feel something. (laughs) But, like, fuck. 
ever since I started watching that show, like binge watching it, I've just felt even more depressed than I've ever known. <laughs> and like I set myself up for it. Like, okay, we're getting into something deeper here. Like setting myself up for things unknowingly is such like a fucking thing that I've done so many countless times where like I only realized it afterward where I was like fuck I really did just set myself up for this and <laughs> I totally did just like take like fucking 10 shots to the face I totally did just like fucking smoke a fucking like pack and shit and I totally did just fucking like smoke a bowl of weed countless of times where I don't even know how many fucking bowls I smoked and weed is expensive and shit (laughs) so like I'm obviously not thinking straight in the head if I want to like save my money and be like more like savable with money you know what I mean and savvy and stuff like that like I really like that word for some reason I don't know why but like I just want to be like money savvy you know what I mean and I just want to be able to like save my money and save my weed especially like I've done better with that like recently way better like saving my weed but like back then I'd go (laughs) through my fucking weed like that like through a snap of the fucking finger and then I'd only regret it afterward where I'm like fuck I have to spend another like 80 bucks on a fucking like half zip or another zip like it's bullshit I was like fuck I need to save my money dead ass like I'm over here overindulging like I guess this was like in the title and everything but like there's a difference between self-care and self-indulgence. Like, if you put it in a weed state of mind, like smoking weed, self-care on the weed state would be probably a single bowl for me. And I'm, like, five foot one and, like, what, a hundred, like, ten pounds or something. But, like, self-care to me, definition to weed is probably a single bowl. Self-indulgence, in my opinion, with weed specifically, is, like, uh fuck three bowls two joints (laughs) another blunt you know what I mean like that's self-indulgence over there but like uh in a buddhist state of mind okay I'm gonna be insane with this just kidding but that was just like totally exaggerating but I'm just gonna say that like I literally looked up the meaning of nirvana for the first time in my life like I realized that I literally looked it up for the first time in my life and supposedly it's like a buddhist state of mind where you don't feel depressed you don't feel worry you don't feel desire you don't feel like the sensation of suffering you just feel like you're floating and like you're just in your like natural state of your soul you know what I mean And, like, I literally didn't know what it meant, but, like, I assumed I knew what it meant, I guess. Like, I don't know. I just thought it was, like, a higher state of thinking, pretty much. But, like, in description, it's actually, like, a Buddhist state of mind where you don't feel depressed, you don't feel desire, you don't feel suffering. And I think that's, like, really deep, okay? Like, because if you really think of it from that state, like, when are you ever in that state of mind, you know? Like, with routine of working, with the routine of school, with the routine of, like, everything throughout your fucking days, like, when in your life are you ever in a state of nirvana, you know what I mean? (laughs) Like, me, personally, okay, this is gonna sound 
crazy, but hopefully no one judges me on this podcast. I'm just going to go off. Um, okay, so like a state of nirvana for me would be literally like, yeah, the same level of like 10 shots to the face, or like four bowls of weed to the face. And like, it's just like hitting me to the point where like a lot of these indulgences that we have on this earth is what brings us to a state of nirvana you know like the exact fucking definition from the fucking dictionary that says yeah you don't feel this you don't feel that you don't feel desire you don't feel suffering you don't feel any need for like any like anything really that involves like the life routine you know what i mean where you're just kind of laying there and you're relaxed at a 100% state where you're just thinking like, wow, I feel like I'm fucking floating, you know? Like, it's never like, fuck. Yeah. Sigh. Because like, in this society, that's seen as like overindulging. That's seen as like substance abuse. That's seen as like a lot of negative correlations to it, you know what I mean? But like, from a buddhist's point of view that's seen as like fucking nirvana that's seen as like fucking like the complete high of enlightenment that they've ever reached you know so it's like super fucking deep wow man yeah see the thing is like a lot of people in this fucking society believe overindulging is something that should be frowned upon And that should be, like, seen as a, like, high concern and stuff like that. And there's nothing wrong with it, to be honest. Because I'm at a point of life, personally, where life is way more valuable than I thought it was, you know? Like, that's where I am right now with that state of mind. Like, I just, like, realize that life is so much more valuable than repeatedly entering the state of like nirvana like if you're really thinking about it if you're entering that state repeatedly aren't you like losing your human consciousness aren't you using aren't you like losing like the human body that is like the shell for you and your soul and everything so like that's like the cost that comes with like seriously like finding yourself reaching a state of nirvana and everything and I think that's just like something we tend to forget when we want to like wash away the pain want to wash away like depressive feelings the feeling of desire for more the feeling of suffering like all of that like silences out when you're in a state of nirvana to be honest so when you're not thinking of it like literally all you think about is like that I want to be in the state like for life (laughs) I want to be in this state for, like, for, like, as long as I possibly could, you know? The cost with it, though, which is kind of, like, practical thinking, I guess, is that, yes, the human body will deteriorate over time. That's how people die in the future. That's how people eventually reach a point where they are going to be close to dying, and It's kind of just really sad to think about that, like, we will, like, leave that all behind, you know, for the reason that we want to be in a place where 
it feels right in our heads where it feels like we don't have to worry about anything well it feels like we don't really have to like overthink anything you know and I feel like that comes on a scale where like where we've reached like a lot of like points in our lives where we've had to overthink where we've had to like desire at least one or the other where we had to at least feel suffering here or there like that's a lot to take to the fucking heart like I know as humans we all come out as like people who are tough shells who can easily like not feel emotion and stuff but like literally bottling up all that shit in can feel like the worst through time you know and like you don't realize it until like you're in a point where fuck I did something like unexplainable I did something like over the top where yeah I'm in a place in life where I realize that fuck I lost it wait (laughs) that um it's just like a big sigh because we go a lot oh fuck we go through a lot in life is what I'm saying and life's too short that's like usually the saying also so like in a buddhist state of mind I'm not even buddhist okay but I'm over here like 100% agreeing with like the buddhist like state of mind (laughs) and everything where like yeah it feels right in the moment to be like floating to feel like you're floating to feel like you don't have to worry about anything but once you're out of that state is when you deal with the aftermath you know where you're like oh yeah I have to go to my nine to five job tomorrow oh yeah I have to like um do this tomorrow I have like a fucking paper due tomorrow and I have to write like fucking eight pages and shit like that's shit you come back to when you're out of the fucking state of nirvana And it's just like, oof, I can't even imagine it. (laughs) I can't even imagine it just because for the reason that like routine can be so depleting and feel so depleting to the point that like when you come out from like that state of nirvana, it's such a big hit to the face that's like, ah, I have to like do like life routines. I have to like, (laughs) I have like responsibilities I have to do. And it's just like, wow. Holy fuck. No way. I just fucking realized it, though. Because if you're in a state of nirvana repeatedly, and eventually the human body dies off and decays and becomes a part of the earth, which is, like, such a beautiful thing, um, it's just, like, literally your soul lifts. So, like, you're basically reaching the state of nirvana to reach an even more, like, higher state of nirvana where you're in the afterlife and your soul lives on and you don't have to worry about a thing. Like, I feel like that's the goal everyone has in this life. And it's nothing morbid. It's nothing, like, weird like that or it's nothing, like creepy or anything like that I honestly think that it's like a beautiful thing that like consciously and subconsciously both hand in hand our souls fight for like that feeling of nirvana for life and we don't even like care how much time it'll take 
how much time it'll take, like, whether it's less or more. Like, who gives a fuck? We're all going to reach that point in life where our souls have nothing else to worry about. Where we are and everything in this, like, human conscious state and everything. So, like, it's easy to fall into existential crises like that, I believe. So, um, once again, like, there's a negative correlation in the word existential crisis that I don't, like, literally get. But, like, it's such a normal thing to fall into a state of thinking where, like, yeah, we're all aging. We're all gonna die. At least in this form. But, like, rise to a point where, like, our souls wash away from any, like, worry that we've had in this life. So we might as well worry about everything while we can, you know? <laughs> like, I guess that's the state of fucking thinking. Because we might as well worry about everything while we still can in this human form. And we might as well feel what we want to feel. And we might as well, like, stand up for what we want to believe in while we're in this human state of thinking, you know? Before, like, you know, things end and everything. Especially not, like, oh my god. I mean, not for, like, <laughs> not for, like, ourselves. Not for our souls, obviously, you know? Like, I'm a Catholic, which is probably kind of, I guess, similar to the belief of, like, Buddhism and everything. Like, Buddhism has more of, like, a, like, a, what is it, like, a meditation belief where that, like, when you meditate, you'll be, like, in your highest state of mind. If you do this, if you have, like, <laughs> if you have sake, maybe you'll feel, like, <laughs> a little rocky, but then at the same time, you're still in a meditative state. But, you know, sake, like, I never had sake. I don't know. I think there's Buddhists in Japan, I suppose. But I'm pretty fucking sure they've had sake. I can tell. But, like, I've seen movies. So, like, nobody can tell me, like, it gets... <laughs> okay. But, like, yeah. I feel like it's human. It's just anyway, like, completely 100% human to enter a state of mind where, like, we have an existential crisis at hand. Where, like we realize, solely fucking realize, like, wait, why am I sitting here writing a seven-page paper? Wait, why am I sitting at work, like, at, like, 11 p.m. when I should be home, sleeping, resting? Like, it's just, like, we all reach for it, you know? We all reach for, like, self-care. We all reach for, like, self-indulgence once in a while. And we shouldn't have to, like, hold it against ourselves, you know? It's that deep. Come to think of it, maybe, like, Buddhists, like, never fear death like that. For the reason that, like, yeah, if they believe that a state of enlightenment can be reached in the human life and in the afterlife, then they're pretty much set for life. Like, literally, <laughs> like, all they have to do is believe that, yeah, they're gonna reach a higher state in human form and in soul form in life. In life and in afterlife, obviously. But, like, <laughs> yeah, I think that's pretty badass. Like, I guess the only difference between, like, Catholic and Buddhist belief is that, like, they have different um, mantras. They have different um, gods they look up to and, like, religion, beliefs, and religious stories. 
but like pretty much the same belief is embedded within it that like yeah we all have to like reach a higher state of thinking and we all have to reach like a point in life where we feel at peace you know um and not even like that like facaded peace you know what i mean like where you're like i feel peace but like lightweight in the back of your brain you're feeling like anxious about something worrying about something like i'm talking about 100 percent peace like where it's like you don't even know what you were worrying about you don't even know what you were anxious about and like simple things like that you know honestly i think that like people only frown upon overindulgence for the reason that like they're kind of in denial that death is gonna happen eventually at the end of life or that they don't see it happening and that they're like they can't imagine it even so like they're very very much caught up in the human state not like the soul state you know what i mean so like these kind of people are gonna be like yeah obviously you can't be like drinking like 10 pounds a day and shit because like you're gonna be deteriorating over time and like that's seen as irresponsible i guess that's seen as irresponsible supposedly it's irresponsible to like not look after your body to not respect your body but you're respecting your soul you know what i mean like with that state of thinking your soul state is in such a highest place where you're like floating and you have nothing to worry about and you're washed away from all of that worry and stuff like that so thinking about it you're more nurturing your soul than like your human body but that's nothing to be frowned upon you know and i feel like some people just need to think about it like totally think about it like literally if they think about it like it'll make a lot of sense that like the reason we feel depressed, the reason we feel heartbreak, the reason we feel like the days are going by and we don't even know is because like we're so caught up in the human state of thinking and the human mind, I mean not the human mind, in the human body state of thinking, you know? Like the human body is our shell come to think of it and our soul is like something that lives on infinitely. So like if you're kind of abandoning your soul and like forgetting to nurture it then like what's gonna go on like through time you're gonna live your life like sad you're gonna live your life depressed you're gonna live your life feeling like you never lived like it's gonna be fucked up so like I feel like in my opinion in my personal opinion looking after my soul is like 100% like something I stand by and like i don't care if i'm gonna be judged for it i don't care if like people are gonna look at me and think like oh it's irresponsible oh that like you don't even have a routine you and you don't even like do this you don't even do that but like i've been through like my fair share of shit in this life and nobody knows about it come to think of it i'm the only one that knows about it so like for anyone to come at me like that is like literally out of hand and out of line because like they don't know anything about me you know and maybe eventually they will for the reason that like once again not even in a morbid state of thinking that we're all gonna eventually die we're all eventually gonna meet in the afterlife as souls without like all the worry and baggage and everything like that but like um 
yeah. So it's just like, yeah, once again, life is too short to like judge people for how they live and how they do this, how they do that. Like, I think it's exhausting. And I think that like going back to back like that and going back and forth like that is not the bee's knees. Instead, you could be getting to know that person. You could be talking to that person. You could be like actually like learning more about their souls and everything like that. And I think that's more of a deeper state of thinking. Like, 100%. I respect anyone going through the same stuff. Like, if you're going through supposed... If you're going through supposed... Supposed, sorry. (laughs) Supposed substance abuse. Supposed, like, alcohol abuse. Supposed, like, um, opioid abuse. Fuck. That shit makes me nervous, like, even mentioning it. But, like... (laughs) I don't judge anyone for shit. Like, I will sit with you. And I will talk with you. And I will say, you know what? Life's a bitch. I get that. (laughs) Like, period. You know? But, like, sigh. Just, like, really big sigh. That, like, some drugs on this earth kind of make me nervous thinking about it. Like, meth, cocaine, opioids, like, all those that are categorized in that like little bubble is like fuck it makes me nervous like even fucking mentioning it but like (laughs) but um i don't judge anyone for drinking i don't judge anyone for like ecstasy use i don't judge anyone for like weed use so like why would i judge anyone for like all that other stuff use you know like it kind of makes me sad it kind of literally just like makes me sad But, like, I don't judge anyone for any drug use or, like, alcohol abuse because I understand that, like, we all have a different way of, like, feeling at peace. We all have a different way of, like, feeling like we don't have to worry about anything and feeling like we're, like, in a higher conscious state and everything. So, it's actually kind of sad. Um, trigger warning, I will also say that, like, I've mixed my stuff before like I've been on like multiple things before um nothing crazy like that but like I've been on like ecstasy and acid simultaneously before at a point in life I've been on weed alcohol ecstasy you name it all at once um uh fuck yeah, that's such a trigger warning for me. But, like, <laughs> I mean, like, um, being on all that stuff at once, I kind of just, like, realized that, like, that was my human body kind of, like, trying to nurture my soul in a deeper sense, in, like, a Buddhist state of thinking. Like, that was me kind of just, like, rushing and, like, in a fuck type of, like, mindset where it's, like, I have to get to work, like, this was also, by the way, the tea is that this was also around the time I was working, like, at least four or five days a week. That was, like, probably three 14-hour shifts and then, like, two other 10-hour shifts or something like that. But, like, this was one of those weeks where I was, like, dead-ass beat. And I was, like, fuck. Like, this routine is dragging the fucking life out of me. <laughs> And, like, the fact that I had to even go in again was, like, fucking, like, setting me into a spiral mode where I was, like, 
I need to not feel in this state. I need to not feel like I'm being trapped in a nine to five work hour. I need to not feel like I need to be doing this shit again, or I'm going to be standing in the drive through and having to face people who are actually 75% rude most of the time. So like having to face that is like not okay with me for the reason that like I'm the softest person. I don't believe in like conflict. I don't believe in anger. I don't believe in frustration. I don't believe in dealing with shit like that. So like having to like put a tough face on and have to deal with things like that in a workspace for the reason that like they do do it like that. Um it's tough. So in that moment, in that very moment, I was like, fuck, I just need everything in me right now that'll make me feel like calm, that'll make me feel relaxed, that'll make me feel like time will eventually go by from like this like hectic hours, these hectic hours, sorry, but like, yeah, (sighs) the fact that I'm not working right now, like, I don't feel the need to be doing all that. I do just genuinely believe that it was me, like, defending my soul and me defending, like, my soul from feeling all that, like, negative stuff at work. So I was like, you know, I'm going to go back to back with drinking. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take, like, a couple weed hits. I'm going to take this. I'm going to take that. Um, yeah, because, like, work had me feeling like I had to be happy 100% of the time. That was, like, specifically what my manager told me one time, that, like, you're either like supposed to be like super happy and super positive or you're not supposed to be working this job like she literally laid that down to me and was like if you're gonna be depressed all the time if you're gonna be like with a down face all the time how do you think customer service will be like looking on you you know and then that shit was put on my shoulders you know (laughs) Because I was like, fuck, I don't want to come out as a depressed person either. I don't want to come as, like, a person with always, like, the long face on and everything. So, like, yeah. To keep the job and to be able to work it, like, happily, I was like, you know what? I have ecstasy. I have an ecstasy plug. I'm going to take fucking ecstasy for the reason that it makes me feel happy and thrilled to be where I am and thrilled to be around people when usually that's not, like, who I am. But the fact that my job had that standard on me and that pressure on me, I was like, you know what? I need to be in a higher state of thinking. I need to be happy. And I need to be happy for this job. I need to be happy for my manager for the reason that, like, I need to keep this job. (laughs) But the T is that I lost it because I showed up late way too many times. (laughs) And I ended up, like, fucking quitting because I didn't want to be, like, fucking fired. That shit's, like, hard on my heart. But, like, (laughs) yeah. Oof. Okay, don't get me wrong. I know I mentioned acid at a point, but I'm, like, I never once took that at work. Like, literally would never. And, like, I would suggest it for all of you also to not do that in a workplace. (laughs) Because the workplace is not an acid environment, in my opinion. But, um, enough said. Like, self-indulgence and self-care is both necessary in life. Self-care being for your human state of body. Self-indulgence, one being for your soul state 
And I think that's such a beautiful thing. Because it both goes hand in hand. So honestly, this title kind of like mm, is debatable because I put verses. Um, but um, I guess both kind of shakes hands in a way. Like even though they're both like kind of opposite and seen as opposite connotations, I think that like both kind of go hand in hand. Because one, you're helping your soul out. Two, you're helping your human body out. You're resting. You're watching your favorite show. You're eating soup. You're um, petting your dog. Um, like, all those things are self-care, in my opinion. <laughs> like, it's such, like, a pure thing where you're like, oh, I'm cuddling with my dog. Oh, I'm snuggling in bed. Oh, I have my favorite show on. Oh, I'm eating clam chowder, my favorite soup. Like, these are all, like, <laughs> little self-care things that are, like, kind of just, like, so pure. But at the same time, like, it's, like, it nurtures your body at the same time also as your soul. And I think it's a beautiful thing. Um, self-care can also depend, I guess. Like, not to be, like, a Debbie Downer again. Like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> Just, like, I don't want to be a Debbie Downer, seriously, in all seriousness. But, like, self-care sometimes can be done so many times to the point where you feel depressed. Where you feel like, oh, fuck, like, I've done this too many times. Like, is this supposed to be frowned upon? Like, <laughs> like I come from an Asian household, okay? So, like, being frowned upon is, like, out of the question. <laughs> Like, being frowned upon, being put up to the bar, setting up the bar and shit, like, that's been life for me. Like, I've always had a standard, like, built up to and everything like that. And, like, the pressure of it is quite literally shakening. Like, I cannot deal with that pressure anymore. I cannot be around family if this is the pressure at hand, you know what I mean? So, like, it's that sad, but at the same time, like... I wish the best for my family. I wish the best for all of them, actually. But the fact that they would never understand what I've been through, like, with this specific, like, with overindulgence and everything like that is super sad to my heart. For the reason that, yeah, I was just looking out for my soul, pretty much. Like, that was the conclusion to all of it. Um, it sucks. Because, like, a majority also of my family works, like, a 9-to-5 job and works, like, as a routine to their life. So, like, they're pretty much, like, 100% caught in, like, the human body state of thinking, you know? And that 9-to-5 state routine type of thinking. Um, it sucks because there's a lot of them. <laughs> and they're all in the same state, pretty much, in the same routine. Uh... I do wish them the best. I know it's, like, top-notch, and it's, like, a bunch of pressure to be taking on that routine and everything. But, um, respectfully for myself, for my soul, for everything I've been through, I took a step back. And I take this step back for the reason that, like, um, I stand for a lot of this stuff. And to have it be frowned upon, or to have it, like, feel like it's wrong in any way is not fit for me and not right for me for the reason that um it got me through a lot of shit in my life 
like um yeah and i don't regret a single thing honestly i really don't i was just looking out for my soul and i usually take like the cue that whenever i feel like kind of panicked or kind of empty or kind of like feeling like I need some like fixing, like some soul fixing, you know. I will take that option, you know. Um as of lately, I've been near to sober. I haven't been smoking cigarettes, I haven't been smoking weed, I haven't been drinking lately. Um but after like a huge wave of drinking, um this one point in my life where I drank kind of too much and kind of woke up in a pool of vomit and kind of woke up in the hospital for that shit um and went out as like an overdose like that was what i was like fucking noted for if i even knew like fucking shit like i drank not even knowing how much i drank like it was that deep that like i just kept drinking i was with a friend by the way but like I was the one who initiated, like, a point system and everything, and I suppose he thought I was asleep, and he had to go to work, like, 10 minutes or 20 minutes before, so that's why he had to go, um, but I guess he assumed I was asleep, I assumed I was asleep also, I bet, but, like, um, yeah, that shit just opens my eyes, (laughs) that whole experience, once again, trigger warning. I'm sorry if anyone's listening to this, but like trigger warning. Um that shit kind of opens your eyes once again. Sorry. <laughs> um but um yeah. That stuff opens my eyes. And um I totally kind of just self-deprecated after that and kind of just like beat myself up a little for it because um one I didn't know how much I drank two like what the fuck was gonna happen if I did like fully overdose and I couldn't see my dog again (laughs) like that stuff was just like stuff I was holding against myself (laughs) but um now that I'm over it and now that I've overcome it and I'm still here I'm still alive I'm resting and everything um yeah, life's too short. Life's way valuable. And um I completely understand phases in life where it feels like the only way to turn and the only way to go to is like heavily drinking, <laughs> heavily smoking weed, uh smoking packs of cigarettes. Like I completely understand phases of life and shit that people go through like that because like I've been through it and I completely know like what leads to that decision and what leads to like making those decisions for the reason that like you feel empty you feel like a lot of shit you've been through and stuff like that like I can barely talk I'm about to cry oh my god but like ah it's just real it's a very real life experience and it's survivable the fact that i survived it like all i can say is that like yeah life's way valuable and you have to appreciate it way more and um self-care is important laying in bed is important reading your favorite book watching your favorite tv show 
I don't know, like putting on a face mask, <laughs> like little things like that, like self-care wise is so important. And it shouldn't be abandoned. It should be taken lightly. It should be taken as a routine as well, because like that nurtures our soul too. You know? Anyway, it's an uphill battle for all of us, for the majority of us, for 100% the human race, that it's an uphill battle for all of us. Despite the feeling of feeling like we're sinking, depressed, worrisome, it's still an uphill battle from that point on. For the reason that, yeah, the afterlife awaits and, um, yeah. But, um, personally, when I looked my dog in the eyes, my Mr. Moose, um, I kind of realized how valuable life really is, you know, and how much that, um, the purest form of life, just being able to be in the same atmosphere as my doge, um, is something I don't want to lose too quickly. Like, it literally brings tears to my eyes. It's something I don't want to lose too quickly. So, um, <laughs> for that reason, for that sole reason, um, I'm going to be taking more self-care advocations, or advocation. <laughs> oh, what are words? I'm going to just be, like, all about self-care now. For the reason that, like, I've had a lot of experiences that kind of, like, led me to the same place where I was like fuck kind of like scary but at the same time like kind of badass in the buddhist sense once again I'm over here <laughs> like hiding a buddhist but like <laughs> yeah um there's no telling where I'll be, what I'll be doing in the next two, three months, the next five months, the next year, the next five years at that. There's no telling what I'll be doing. Um, but I know I'll be living, you know? And it's not even in, like, an existential crisis type of state. I'll still be living. And um, it's nothing to be sad about. Yeah. Alright, so it is now um, 10 a.m. And we did that episode in a couple hours. Uh, we ended up making a like 40-minute episode, 45-minute episode. That's pretty cool. Um, yeah. Life's too short, basically, for like the negative stuff in life. Life's too short for negative thinking. Life's too short for like um hopeless thinking like there's no reason for that um in a buddhist state of mind once again (laughs) the soul in your body resonates with the shell that is your human body and your soul lives on forever that's the reassurance in it so you might as well live life to the fullest you know (laughs) and i dedicate this episode specifically to my dog Moose. I love Moose. He literally just like puts a smile on my face. My face. face. <laughs> he literally puts a smile on my face. All the fucking time. 
and he like lifts my heart. And maybe Moose is my form of self care that takes me to the state of Nirvana, you know? Like it's that deep. Maybe I just realized that that it brings tears to my eyes. <laughs> but um yeah. I love that moose. Um <sighs> Yeah, this episode's for him. Thanks for listening though. Bye. <laughs> Next episode will be uh next Tuesday. Yes.